0: Welcome to the Womelix Show. You're listening to Alexander Graf and Wilhelm Blom. We are today talking with Axel Schmidt and Dirk Ramhorst from Waka Chemie. Waka Chemie is a very big corporate company in the heart of Munich. Uh, and they're selling about 5 billion Euro in the space of the chemical industry. And um, Dirk and Axel are responsible for countless digital initiatives, which are remarkable for a company like WACKER, which is uh, at home in the B2B industry, usually not known for uh, digital initiatives. And we are talking about their experience on how to transform the WACKER organization, how to invest into new internal business models, and how it works out at WACKER Chemie. So please enjoy Dirk and Axel at the Wimnex Show. Welcome to the Womlex Show, uh, our very first episode uh, recorded on a remote setup in Kiel, uh, Munich, and Amsterdam. Today, our guests are Dirk and Axel from Wakashimi. Chemie. So most of our listeners probably won't know what Wakashimi Chemie is about, but it's a, it's a very interesting, huge B2B business. And uh, I'd like to introduce to Axel to explain us a little bit about himself and Waka.
1: Yeah, Wacca is, a, as you said, a very interesting business. Not very well known because we are at the beginning of the food chain and the value chain. It's a 5 billion uh, euro business. Uh, majority is owned by the family, which uh, is named Wacca as well. And Wacca uh, is 105 year old business. And uh, we are in various uh, business supplying into almost any kind of industry: automotive industry, electronics industry, rubber industry, cosmetics industry, and a lot also in the photovoltaic solar industry. And we are in four business divisions, and uh, multiple uh, central departments are supporting um, these these businesses. And uh, yeah, this is a very exciting for me. I'm a Vaca veteran. I'm 25 years with a company. Uh, already had multiple. Uh, jobs, mainly in marketing and in management and customer-facing management, I would say. Uh, Running a joint venture, running locations, running small businesses, and uh, now I'm part of the WACA digital team.
0: So and 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 I I on LinkedIn I can see your role is also described as, as Chief Digital Officer, CDO mm-hmm. of Vackas Digital Front End, actually same description or more or less same description is on Dirk's uh, LinkedIn uh, uh, page. M- maybe Dirk can you also introduce yourself and explain us what's the differences here between CDO1 and CDO2?
2: Okay. Hello, everybody. Here's the Kramhorst. Um, yeah, a pleasure for, for me to also to par- participate. Uh, usually I'm in Kiel, <laughs> but now I'm in Munich. So I'm the moving target in, in our uh, podcast here. Um, um, so my role is, uh, I'm the CDO overall and, um, uh, CIO. So therefore I'm, I'm um, kind of bridging. Uh, Axel's role, and we have actually um, uh, another partner also responsible for the operations part, who is not um, in the call today. And um, I'm responsible for the transformation and uh, in interfacing also to the IT role as a CIO. I'm also laying out the foundation. Uh, that means I'm bringing all technologies into the different uh, use cases, um, and uh, enable the organization in order to deliver those use cases uh, and make them real rather than slideware. C-
0: can, you, can you give us an overview about like what the digital challenges um, are about in a B2B company like Waka? Because uh, if anybody from the outside would look on a company like Waka as a very big B2B conglomerate, um, Nobody would assume that there are so many B2B challenges, and we will uh, deep dive into this in the podcast. You have a lot of uh, digital initiatives, uh, uh, but do you have the same challenges uh, like uh, a Metro or Tom Taylor or Otto uh, Group when it comes to digital, or it's kind of a different challenge uh, you're facing?
2: Okay, most of those uh, companies you mentioned uh, are retail companies. Um, I mean, Otto has uh, a huge catalog business, uh, um, but they, are, they have a limitation in regards of production. One of our core strengths is production. So one of the core areas uh, is, uh, uh, we call it uh, digitalization in operations, processes, and R&D is the um, use cases around exactly those areas. So how can digital technology help us beyond the level of automation we have achieved um, to further optimize um, production in terms of uh, manage uh, unexpected downtimes, in terms of make make sure that they don't show up, um, make sure that we have an improved yield, Um, Energy is a huge topic, so how can we use digital technologies in order to use, um, um, yeah, improve our energy consumption or uh, in order, for example, use data that we have uh, collected in the past um, in order to um, use simulations in order to shorten R&D times and time to market. So this is one area. Uh, the second area is Axel's area of responsibility, the digital front-end. Uh, I think we will elaborate a little bit later. Um, in in short uh, summaries, this is everything facing the market and the customer. Uh, more to come later. And then finally, we have uh, the so-called, let's say, umbrella, which is dealing with the transformation and foundation, where on the one hand side, we make sure that we really try to help everybody, um, means every employee in Vacker in order to be part of the digital transformation journey. And um, secondly, as I mentioned already, to lay out the prerequisites and enabler uh, that technology-wise, capability-wise, and even organizational-wise helps us to um, uh, make the, let's say, the Vacker organization become more digital. What is important, uh, we are not a digital unit that is digital and the rest of WACA is not digital our role is uh, the role of a catalyst that means we our mission is in order to make WACA more digital rather than be the digital and the rest is analog
0: if if you if you look on the whole market and there's a lot of chemical companies uh, in like in different sector of the chemical industry would you perceive yourself as a digital leader in this industry at least
2: our vision is that uh, when we started and t- uh, two years ago in 2017 our ambition is that within ten years we become the leader for digitalization in our industry um I mean it's a journey we have started to to um, travel so to speak and uh, we I think we're not there yet but uh in in certain areas um, we have created a huge momentum which is unique also in the industry and and one um, key area here is Um, So it's my second time. I'm a CDO. I was CDO in BASF before. Um, And of course, there's a scale of um, 10 times between WACA and BASF. Uh, So WACA is much smaller. But as Axel already mentioned uh, for the introduction of WACA, we are publicly listed but still family-owned. And uh, this is a major difference because a shareholder um, and person of a family has uh, a much longer interest in, in sustainable development uh, and this is very helpful for transformational journeys like the digital journey we have ahead of us.
0: And and if you're like overseeing a, a lot a part of the transformation, also um, h- how did it start? Like the digital initiatives at at, at WACA. so was it like a, a customer-facing problem, saying that it took too long to build like a new interface to the customer, and then you decided, okay, we need to do a little bit more about. Digitization, or was it more like a process uh, problem where you say, "Okay, we are losing so much money because our uh, our planning internally uh, uh, is kind of too old school. We need to upgrade here." So, what was the the main uh, the main uh, 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 catalyst? Uh, for this development so far,
2: there's a there's a clear uh, yes in between all the two all the two examples you gave. Um, so um, actually, many initiatives, um, kind of bottom up, has started uh, years ago. Um, so Axel, myself, uh, we don't have invented all these things. Um, some of the activities, at least um, half of it um, in the current state, have been um, created before we showed up. Um, but, uh, it was part of my, I'm now with Waka, um, not like Axel, um, uh, for, for decades. I'm, I'm only there for three years. And it was part of my 100 day reflection that I recognized we had, let's say, let's call them a couple of mushrooms. So everywhere digital came up. Um, and it was not orchestrated. It was not fertilized. It was not structured. And, uh, so when we founded, uh, Waka Digital about two years ago, um, the idea was in order to orchestrate um, those bottom-up initiatives and, and create them um, with an, let's say, overarching umbrella, which is uh, now the program we have created. And uh, it was like exactly like you said. Um, some of those early mushrooms um, has died because there, there was no value in. Some others have been created in the meantime. And this is what we um, are now doing. Um, we really act as a, as a catalyst to the organization. Uh, we fertilize ideas um, also by a central budget. Uh, we bring certain, let's say, coaching consultancy in terms of methodologies uh, to the businesses and to the areas of interest. And, and with this, uh, we have created um, a huge portfolio of different uh, digital use cases in all different aspects within the organization. There's hardly any area which is not, uh, let's say, interacting with us. And uh, meanwhile, we have also mirrored our structure. Um, so the one I have explained, which is three modules, uh, also into these regions. That means in North America and in China, um, they, they follow the same structure with maybe some specific use cases uh, around the individual businesses they host there.
0: Uh, uh, m- maybe just to understand uh, why China and, Ameri- uh, and North America is important for uh, for you. So um, from the like $5 billion in revenue you're overall making, so how important is uh, Europe versus North America versus China?
1: Asia is the most important region for Wacker, Um to the contrary of other German companies. When I joined Wacker 25 years ago, it was the total opposite. So these regions are extremely important. And uh, North and Central America and in China – are also focus regions, but we are now, even with the Dwaka Digital Programme, uh, expanding with workshops and digital weeks and so on into into other regions uh, like Middle East and Southeast Asia. So then how,
3: how are you dealing with the ecosystem in China? Because obviously, if, if China is such an important uh, target market for you, um, the digital ecosystem is completely different than what we are accustomed to in uh, Western countries. Um, are there...
1: Strategies that you apply that differ per continent. Yeah, I, I give you an example in social media. Um, in in China, everything in social media is different than in the rest of the world, um, and there are very few uh, global social media uh, companies. But uh, in China, you have even a very successful company with WeChat, combining businesses businesses which are done in the Western world by Different branches of of, of companies, um, and that means we have to apply a different strategy in uh, China for, for example, social media. So we work with local companies there, um, as we do here with Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, we do it in China with uh, Baidu and WeChat and so on.
0: And and uh, but and but how how does it work? So uh, when I when I uh, uh, would. Um, uh paint a picture about how to sell uh, chemical products in china i would i would assume there must be uh, a big field force like knocking on knocking on doors uh uh not not, not to speak about marketplaces uh, at all so so how does how does this came up that like digital channels are um so important for waka instead of a, a field force or is it like Equally equally important for the the Vaca business case.
1: I would say when the when it comes not to the digital part but to the general Vaca business model, the differences are not that big. Um, except with the exception that in China we use more indirect channels. We have a much broader distribution network. Uh, each market segment has their own specialized uh, distributor versus in the Western world, we work more with general or bigger chemical distributors. And roughly 20% of our business is done through distributors on the global scale, a higher percentage in China and also in Southeast Asia. The more you go away from our core heritage, uh, the higher the distribution share becomes, which is, by the way, also a potential for di- digitalization. We will discuss that later. Um, but uh, the, the standard business of Wacker is selling technical solutions, technical products, which are very good technical advice, and a top-notch local customer service. So we are we a are people-driven business. And all the when we always discuss digitalization of the front end, we always have to remember that our people and our employees are the assets selling our products to our customers. And that is especially true for customer service and technical engineers
3: and then how you uh, how do you work together with these customers because i I, I saw in your website that you um, service clients in in a wide range of industries like the automotive industry or in renewable energy. I can imagine that you're a key component of the solutions that they provide um, and therefore also in in optimizing and digitizing your value chain um, play a, an, a, an incredible incredibly important role. And do you also co-create digital solutions with your clients?
1: Let's talk about the product range first. Um, yes, we do co-creation also and co-development uh, with our customers. And yes, uh, we provide key ingredients uh, to our customers. This could be a key ingredient in the sense of that is only 2% of a formulation of a coding, um, architectural coding, for example, but it's magic ingredient. It's an important ingredient, but it could also be a rubber, which is later transformed into a part used in a car. Or it could be a silicon, a solar silicon, then later transformed into a solar cell and into a, a solar module. So we are always at the beginning of this, of this value chain. And uh, digitalization plays a role in how we interact with our customers. So, of course, uh, customer relationship management, but also e-business is is, uh, very important for us. We have an extremely high share of uh, sales through our e-channels, which are currently still very transactional. But uh, over half of our uh, sales are performed uh, through uh, e-channels, online shop, and EDI connections. um, And that is uh, leading in the industry already.
0: So, so I'd, I'd like to understand this a little bit better. So there so is an online shop in China where like Chinese industrial companies are ordering services and products from Waka. Is that correct?
1: Correct. But it's, uh, this online shop is a global online shop and it works globally. It works as well in China. And, and, but, and by the way, the, high, the biggest customers of the online shop are in China.
0: Uh, and th- does it work like the same way as, uh, as online shop uh, um, uh, um, customer uh, strategies are working in Europe? So is it like, do you go to Baidu and put some uh, uh, advertise, uh, advertisements online and, and, merchandise, your, and mer- uh, uh, or merchandise online and sell your products? Or is it like totally different? Is it like you're seeing customers that had been acquired by your field force now using the online shop and all that stuff?
1: It's exactly the second. It's uh, customers which are uh, our regular direct customers which are converted into online business. Um, and they have every customer has its own online shop, its own catalog. We will change that. We will open that uh, up to a really online business that customers can, um, um, I would say, engage them uh, with us on the online channel and order products even beyond their catalog.
0: Mm. And 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 you've talked about like new business models. So is the online shop then in China like a new business model, or are we talking about like a subscription business model um, or like an, a marketplace business model where you're, where you're heading to?
1: Yeah, when we talk about new business models, we mean we mean not the online shop. The online shop is part of our customer experience uh, cluster, and in the customer experience, we have a digital commerce area, and uh, this is definitely where we where we put in the online shop and where we where we, uh, we work on improving our online presence. Um, but uh, when we talk about digital business models, this is completely something else. Uh, we have a huge uh, business model innovation program we can, we can touch later. Um, and part of that was also, um, I would say, a very good transformational um, experience, which we call the Silicon Valley Challenge. And uh, Dirk and I can uh, explain that bit a little bit more in depth. Um, because this goes hand in hand, digital transformation and uh, thinking and developing of new business models. This is really important that this is, this is uh, because it's all about the creativity of our own employees. And uh, by the way, one, one business model we have uh, out there uh, currently, um, and that's a 3D printing business model.
0: Maybe, maybe we can uh, elaborate on, on this, uh, on the business model um, innovation stuff here, mm-hmm. uh, because it sounds like that you're a- ahead of uh, most of the retailing businesses, uh, which I took as an example at the beginning, Otto and Peking and Kloppenborg, uh, and, and all the others. Uh, most of them don't have like an innovation challenge and there's like a, the Silicon Valley tour of the C-level uh, 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 of the executives, but there's no there's no innovation tours. So is there like is there like a program where yes. Willem and I could apply if we have like a good idea how to sell chemical products?
1: Absolutely, there's a full-fledged business model innovation program. Um, but this all was started a year ago, uh, mainly by Dirk um, with the Silicon Valley challenge. And uh, this is, uh, was the kickoff, but now we are really following up with boot camps and uh, deep dives. Um, I will explain that a little bit later, but perhaps, Dirk, we start with the Silicon Valley challenge.
2: Yeah, actually, um, uh, Alexander, we did uh, exactly what you said. Uh, so I brought over. Um, uh, a group of senior executives out of our board and the managing directors uh, for North America into the Valley. And uh, we visit uh, a couple of startups. We went to Stanford and all the things. Um, I'm almost up to six times a year in Silicon Valley in order to manage network and and relationship to to this ecosystem. And uh, during this uh, trip in in, uh, autumn 2018, the idea was born to broaden this basis of this experience. So all the participants of the executive team found the the inspiration so valuable that we said, okay, we have to, to open it. And we started something... Uh, that name, wise Axel, already introduced. We we called it Silicon Valley Challenge, and we invited every single employee of Wacker, almost all the fifteen thousand, to apply um, for the Silicon Valley Challenge. Um, we have received uh, three hundred seventy applications from more than twenty three countries. Uh, we reached the the almost uh, full landscape of Wacker. For example, we have a sales um, uh, location in in uh, on the Philippines and out of five employees, one applied. So really the full global uh, organization applied. Um, Axel and myself, we had a huge challenge in order to review more than uh, um, two days of video because we asked all the um, applicants in order to apply with some kind of inspiration. Um, And most of the applications uh, have been videos, uh, small YouTube videos, small recorded videos, some of them very, very professional. And uh, so, Axel and myself, and um, uh, our third uh, CDO, we had the the challenge to funnel this down to uh, a number of 18. And um, so, in um, February this year, 18, or actually, it was a uh, group of 19, uh, Bakker employees from China, from Korea, from Singapore, from Europe, from uh, Sweden, um, from um, Brazil and from the u s uh, went to to the valley um, they have they lived four weeks in San francisco they worked in WeWork spaces they they um, lived in B apartments and, and they were fully let's say integrated in the let's say startup ecosystem and after those four weeks uh, they came to Munich uh, in order to pitch. Four ideas uh, they have generated out of 100 ideas they have generated. And um, yeah, actually, it was a great success in two aspects. First of all, three out of the four pitches um, uh, survived the shark tank. Um, So we found um, board members as well as uh, business owners to say, hey, this is a great idea. I would like to support. And they're still alive. So they are in the process of bringing those topics into the market. And uh, the second, and for me in my transformational role, even more important, um, with this global invitation to all employees, uh, even the single um, person have realized that we takes digitalization very serious. And, and this was an overall success.
0: That 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 sounds incredible, so uh, almost unbelievable. And and I saw I saw Willem uh, smiling. Uh, We we have often heard about like innovation programs at other companies, but usually it stops when it when it comes to uh, uh, um, using budgets. So uh, uh, maybe a trip to Silicon Valley is fine, but uh, funding it is usually like the um, KO criterion for most of this project. So do you have like a dedicated budget for those uh, projects, or do uh, do all the um, uh, departments need to uh, need to establish a budget on their own when there's like the uh, the winning ideas uh, to be financed?
2: No, the, the, again, um, in the role of the catalyst, uh, we have been the, the ones that uh, started the whole thing. So the Silicon Valley challenge was on a central budget. We even sponsored the trips, the business trips. So the travel costs uh, was on our budget uh, as part of the central budget. But now in terms of making um, those, mature, uh, those ideas more mature enough in order to bring them to the market is now the role of the sponsors. And those sponsors are part of uh, a business leaders' function uh, in special uh, business divisions um, um, and regions. So it's always a kind of matrix relationship. And uh, um, they have to, to bring this into ideas. The same goes along with the, the digital ideas. So um, even we, we, let's say, evaluate new technologies like artificial intelligence, the value has to be generated and documented and monitored, means controlling-wise, shown up in the businesses. So it's not us showing how valuable digitalization for Baca was or until now. But it's the businesses and we have, uh, for example, a so-called VACA operation system, which is like a continuous improvement program in VACA. And there we have a specific flag in in the reporting showing that the one or other measure is related to a digitalization topic. Yeah,
1: these, mm-hmm. and, and this program uh, with being kicked off with the Silicon Valley Challenge is now, yeah, I would say, even transforming more people because, as Dirk said, we had 370 applicants for the Silicon Valley Challenge. And now we invited all these applicants for so-called boot camps, business model innovation boot camps. Uh, where they can learn more about how to ideate and how to develop a business model. And we we went through that already in in North and Central America. And four more ideas came up. Uh, For example, a VACA loyalty program. Uh, We will not implement a VACA loyalty program, but the core parts of a VACA loyalty program, for example, customer segmentation could be applied to, to businesses. And and three more ideas uh, came up with uh, there in the North America in the bootcamp, uh, which is a total of uh, four working days. It's a kickoff, then it's a series of webinars, and then it's a two-day workshop. And uh, then we went to China with that. Now we're currently, we are in Singapore. Um, and in fall, September, October, we will come to Germany for the remainder of the people to, to be invited, and not only the applicants of the Silicon Valley Challenge, but also further nominees nominated by their uh, divisions and central departments. So, so at, the, at the end, um, roughly 200 uh, people will go through this program, Business Model Innovation, because for us it's very important that we, we are very strong in product innovation at Wacker, and we are extremely strong in process innovation. Um, because we are a chemical company, we are, we are a process company. But the whole chemical industry still, I would say, will, has, a, has a way to go on, on, on business models. There, in the chemical industry, you see business models, especially for farmers, smart farming, and you see marketplaces, and you see sometimes 3D printing. But beyond that, we even, with all these ideas and efforts, we even struggle. And sometimes it's only an app which comes out, uh, only a new feature for existing customers, but still good enough because we see digital not only as a substitute, not as a substitute for our current business, but more as an enhancement for our current business.
0: Yeah, the the programs I know about when it comes to um, these um, these innovation programs, usually the implementation of the idea stops uh, uh, when the uh, when the teams are interacting with the current uh, e-commerce ERP uh, digital. Uh, uh technical initiatives so um uh, let me give you an example uh when i when i heard uh, uh the last time about such a program at the auto group a couple of years ago uh um there was a lot of ideas coming up uh, uh how to optimize like the online shop how to optimize the return experience and the answer usually by the uh, by the departments was yeah we are working on this it takes the, another year or two years but uh, it's uh, it, it, there's so many it stuff going on we can't integrate your idea um, just because you've won like the the competition uh, in, into that so h- how do you manage that so it, it, i guess there's a couple of ideas where technical integration is needed h- how, yeah. how do you how, how do you manage that
2: and and this is exactly where my double role comes into the game um so when i was cdo my first time um, in bsf i was only cdo and i was uh, let's say Partly connected to the IT department, but now I'm in the double role, and therefore I can make sure that uh, whenever we, we, we are, let's say, in this kind of um, ideation phase, um, that we, we provide an adequate support from the first minute in order to do some rapid prototyping Um Start thinking in certain strategic solution rooms um, or frames, uh, which allow us also strategic-wise to, in, in order to to manage the whole thing. I mean, the idea, and, and of course, my IT role is um, we have in a certain way to manage complexity because with an increased complexity, many times you have also increased costs. So therefore, we have all, always to find a ratio between um, supporting ideas, being innovative, but on the other side, uh, operational-wise, make sure that we, the costs do not explode. Um, and uh, in this double role, I can really make sure, really from from the when an idea is born, um, that we uh, implement um, those ideas. We help uh, to implement the ideas, and we maybe um, we can attach also a kind of godfather, patron to those teams creating ideas in order to make sure that we can implement them.
1: I think also key is that we have uh, good idea management. When we started Waka Digital uh, two and a half years ago, we performed 30 workshops, 15 with our customers, 15 internally, and we all this all these consultant speech here. Um, we did a lot of pain point analysis and touch points analysis and so on. But at the end, we had, uh, uh, I would say, a basket of over 300 deals just on the customer experience side. And then it's very important to cluster these ideas and to match them with our IT capabilities and our standard IT provided by strategic partners. And in some selected cases, we add something new. And that's where we discuss, of course, with the, with the IT department. Um, but on top, now we're in the second phase and we concentrate more on the business models. And now we are administrating, we're kicking around 55 plus business model ideas. Some of them are completely stupid, but some of them could be very interesting going forward. So mm. what I
3: really admire in your approach is that you um, organized the Silicon Valley Challenge and, and the best ideas that came up, um, you try to implement them in improving your processes and involved the business leaders in, in, into this process as well. Um, what we also see in many B2B companies is that when more radical innovations come out of these programs, that they set up corporate startups, to implement these ideas is that something that's on the table for you as well or do you really want to ensure that the ideas are being fueled by the business
1: we have one of them we have one corporate startup in the three print 3d printing space um, and that's a semi-digital business model because um, the transaction with the customers are performed um, digitally through web shops through, uh, through, through upload of 3d designs. Um, through payment, online payment, and, and so on. So it's, it's not completely digital because we still provide a physical part. By the way, that's always in the chemical industry, something we provide something physical normally. Um, and that's, that's why the total digitalization, totally new digital business models in the chemical industry, uh, like marketplaces, are relatively rare because it's still about physical products. But we have a corporate startup uh, implemented uh, three years ago already. And um, if needed, we will do it again um, because we realize that sometimes it's good to have um, yeah, at arm's length to some of your businesses. L-
0: L- last week, I've interviewed uh, um, w- one of my permanent guests in the Kastensunde.de podcast, Florian Heinemann. And uh, we are often talking about digitalization of uh, B2B companies uh, and B2C retailing companies. And uh, one of his main advices is that there's like no best way uh, from all the options you have on the table, investing in startups, uh, starting new internal startups, investing in VC funds, and like ten other options, you you need to do everything. So you need to uh, uh, you need even you need even to uh, uh, um, take a part of your innovation budget. Let's say it's like one hundred million a year or whatever, and uh, um, invest in really crazy stuff in Berlin, London, and Madrid. So uh, <laughs> I, I I can understand his uh, motivation uh, about saying this <laughs> but uh, h- how do you look uh, how do you look on on that when you uh, f- from a like internal corporate uh, perspective out of munich
2: i mean there's a there's a huge ecosystem around us. And uh, one part of our digital initiative is also to to use this ecosystem in terms of interacting with startups. Uh, one major um, point of interaction here in Munich is the so-called um, Center of Entrepreneurship uh, Unternehmertum. Uh, we, we heavily interact with um, and uh, we do it uh, in order to, to interact with startups in terms of uh, doing external R&D. Um, uh, learn from them, uh, use them in terms of uh, service providing, but it's also uh, learn from them in terms of what is their attitude. Uh, and this is something very important while talking about transformation. Um, uh, I mean, somehow we are also a startup. I mean, 104-year-old startup, but uh, the founding families, uh, as Axel mentioned in the beginning, is still part of the corporate setup. Mm. And unfortunately, what has gone lost in terms of the size is the, the entrepreneurial thinking. And uh, so many, many topics related to um, this area of new work as part of digital is related to become more agile, um, um, be more, uh, let's say, risk open to risk, um, have a better error um, of um, mistake culture um and it's to be more entrepreneurial and uh, this is also something that is very important for us in order to to bring the organization into a certain movement um towards or openness um towards uh, digitalization and um, so ecosystems around startups is very important and we have uh, many good successes so the example that axel elaborated is is more the exception uh, to use this uh, startup platform in terms of internal startup um, because we we really try our intentions really to do uh, to help wacker to become more digital rather than form digital units around wacker that are digital and uh, so this is this is our main purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And uh, uh, and and I, I guess that the uh, big word platform economy um, also is now part of your internal discussions. Um, um, when we are discussing this with uh, clients and other podcast guests, it's always about like instead of just selling uh, once to a customer, it is now everything is about owning the direct. Um, uh, access to the customer and selling, renting the relationship out to other vendors. So when I when I look at Vaca and the opportunities you are, uh, you have before you in the chemical industry, I, I can think about like a marketplace infrastructure or like a platform infrastructure where you are uh, um, defining the access to. End users in your case, it's like b2 b users uh, using your products C- could you could you imagine something like this happen in your industry like onboarding other chemical vendors um, selling over a vaCA marketplace
1: yeah uh, definitely marketplaces um, that's uh, what's happening in, currently in every industry as well um, the chemical industry and uh, there are different uh, I would say Intruders or different different sorts of companies exploring these fields. These are the chemical distributors. They are a platform per definition, they just have to digitalize themselves. Um, then there are uh, digital uh, chemical producers. Um, a company, for example, Lanxess, is exploring that. They started their own marketplace. There are smaller startup companies. As Dirk mentioned, this is the ecosystem we are in, not just IT startups, but as well here, for example, um, startups uh, going into that field of marketplaces. And then you should never forget um, the Amazons and the Alibabas of the world, like the digital disruptors. So these four groups have uh, currently formed, uh, we guess, 40 to 50 marketplaces in the chemical industry. And not 40 to 50 will survive, they will probably three, four, five will survive at the end. And this trend is going on mainly in Europe and Asia, a little bit in, in, uh, in the United States. Um, this marketplace is uh, coming relatively late compared to other marketplaces in the B2C or B2B world, um, but uh, because it's relatively complicated to do chemical business, you have to think about uh, product safety You have to think about compliance. You have to think about how to use these products and and so on. But at the end, these marketplaces are... Uh, starting as matchmakers, and later they are adding uh, fulfillment services. We also looked into this. We said, okay, is that an interesting option for us to expand Barker? But at the end, we said, no, well, we should stick to our uh, core business, which is uh, distributing, um, producing, and distributing uh, our products to our customers. But we started trying out and using some of these marketplaces um, parallel to our classical um, chemical distribution channels.
2: And and to add, uh, if you look into potential areas of disruption, I mean, the chemical industry, and this is one reason why the whole chemical industry is maybe not the front-leading um, innovator in terms of digitalization, um, in order to disrupt uh, this very acid-rich industry, um, it's, on the production side, very challenging um, um, because uh, you, you talk about millions and billions of um, uh, costs uh, in terms of uh, sunk costs, in terms of infrastructure. But platform wise, uh, you can um, bring a company like Waka which is very much related to innovation, to technical services like Axel ex- uh, elaborated earlier. You can bring a company like us into a commodity space uh, by just uh, bridging or building up a gap between us and our customers by uh, introducing a platform. And this is why uh, the idea of thinking about new business models is on our side uh, to to have this momentum uh, rather than being reactive and and this is very important for us so that we try to to think about disruption on our end rather than
0: being disrupted mm. And being disrupted usually means also that you uh, need to have access to resources that help you to not uh, to not get disrupted. Uh, if if I if I recall other discussions with companies based in Munich, um, there was always uh, the issue of uh, uh, being short on the um, on the HR side. So it's very very hard to find experience, experienced experienced um, digital personnel um, or the competition. For experienced digital personnel is so tough uh, that a couple of business cases won't support the salary structure um, yeah. anymore. So h- how, how do you look at that? So it, it, I think, lo- so VACA is missing like a B2C like uh, a brand. So you're a B2B brand. So uh, by definition, you're not the BMW based also based in Munich. Uh, everybody knows and everybody wants to work for. So how do you find people and ho- how do you overcome the recruitment challenge? Okay,
2: this is a good good one, Um, which is partly related to digital, but it's also related to another challenge I have in IT because uh, I have a demography challenge in IT. Um, My organization that I took over three years ago before we started formally and structured to run digital is at that point of time was 55 uh, years of age. Um, that means out of my team here in, in Germany, I'm I'm challenging, uh, or I'm facing the challenge to recruit more than 100 people um, in an area like you said, Munich. Uh, LinkedIn is telling me um, Munich has more than 20,000 open IT positions. So, okay, what is the relevance <laughs> of of Wacker uh, IT in specific uh, in this kind of environment where you have the German headquarters for Google, Microsoft, IBM, IoT? Uh, et cetera, et cetera, l- like companies in BMW. So we started uh, um, running a campaign, and um, uh, for the people listening to the podcast, it's very difficult to to see what I put in, in here na- right now. Is uh, We started uh, employer branding for Wacker, um, using terms in the IT language uh, like hacker, um, uh, but it's uh, also a means of kind of hacking wood, Um So, and we're saying uh, during the day, people, uh, and this is kind of, it was a poster at the major railway station and close to university in Munich, but it was also this kind of ad cards, which you find in restaurants uh, all over Schwabing and some other places where usually students uh, are going for lunch and dinner. And uh, the idea was that, uh, for example, in this, the postcard I have here in my hands, um, uh, during the day, you protect uh, cybersecurity-wise uh, cooperation, and in the evening, you, you uh, hack yourself, in, you, uh, and this is uh, somebody hacking wood. Um, so, therefore, it's, it's, uh, it was well-recognized. And until now, um, even in areas like data scientists, uh, we have uh, had no issues in order to find our, our stuff, uh, especially in those modern things. Uh, currently, we're facing more challenges in order to recruit people that help us to move our data center into the cloud and, and therefore we have to, to replace people that have worked 40 years in the data center. Um, and, and now we have to find uh, skills that we, and people that replace those skills that we're going to lose because of age. Uh, and this is more the challenge. Uh, we have, um, for example, in starting effectively August last year, Started building up a so-called service for uh, or center for analytics services. Uh, meanwhile, we have more than ten data scientists here in Munich. Uh, build up and and um, something that people told me are uh, is, is more like impossible, um, but we we succeeded. And the idea is that we use people that have a uh, physical, chemical, biological background in in terms of the research they have done, and we now um, kind of. Um, bring them on the same page regarding um, data science by a joint education. So we don't have recruited data science. We have educated people uh, into data science.
1: Well, Alexander, it's very interesting what you said because you reminded me of my own uh, CV because I graduated in Munich and I wanted to stay in Munich at that time. And I applied at a job at BMW and um, they didn't want me. So I ended up in a trainee program at Wacker 25 years ago, and now, after all these years and different jobs and all these opportunities, going abroad and going back and managing people and having a decent salary and having a a good life and unbelievable good work environment, uh, also by uh, our colleagues, um, I never regretted that I was not taken by BMW, and uh, recently, a year ago, I met a young young kid um, uh, just graduating in math and in a tournament of, uh, of a game board, of board game, Settlers of Catan. And he fascinated me with his brightness. And, and then I said, you should meet Dirk Gramhorst, and he's building up a data science team, and now he works for WACKER. And I'm sure 25 years from now, he will still work for WACKER.
0: I I would I I, I I I would have a hard time to sign this with blood, uh, so to say. Uh, do, <laughs> but, but but maybe 25 years ago it would be very hard to attract such a uh, such a talent uh, 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 um, uh, who would rather would have gone blend to BMW. I don't know what the brand value of BMW was 25 years ago. I don't. I think it was like kind of the. Opel, uh, 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 Opel kind of brand um, uh, recognition.
1: No, uh, it was I already think. okay at that time. Okay. And they had in this trainee program, they they advertised that with one stay in South Africa. And, and, and Waker in Wacker and the trainee time, I had only one stay in, Ita- in Italy. Um, but over the course of the career with Wacker globalizing it, itself, um, that became very interesting. And and of course, it's, it's uh, different to sell a car over a chemical product. But at the end in in uh, managing uh, jobs and as well in, in, in i would say executing jobs, uh, you always deal with numbers and people, and that makes also the chemical industry very very interesting because you always meet twice and you always meet three times it's uh, it 's a very i would say interesting industry by how how the people interact with each other um, and I like that very much to be honest, and I can only. Tell young people, no matter whether IT or business or sales, um, uh, try the chemical industry. And do you also near shore uh, IT teams
3: or are you centralizing all digital work from Munich?
2: Uh, no, we, we um, for example, the data scientist team, we have also uh, mirrored into North America and, and uh, China, um, uh, which is a matter of the fact that uh, there are certain. I mean, different rules in terms of managing data <laughs> in China and the US compared to the European um, legacy frame, so to speak. Um, um, but, we, we, I mean, as part of the uh, startup ecosystem, uh, we also uh, interact with those startups wherever they are. Um, um, I mean, mainly from Europe, but uh, also in the Valley, etc. So it really depends on, on area of competence. Um, what we don't do is we don't go for offshoring or something like this. So we have really... Most of the competencies here, Um, and this is very important because especially with uh, new ways of working like more agile, scrum-based teams, etc., you need to have the people in the room rather than um, virtually distributed around the world.
0: And what what would you say? And and we are now uh, we are now uh, come a little bit to the end of the podcast. We are almost talking now for for an hour, uh, uh, w- uh, which is when you listen about like B two B digitization, uh, you would not have expected. Um, uh, what would you say is your biggest challenge? So if you could choose like one thing, like uh, one hundred more people uh, uh, for your team, one hundred million more in funding, uh, uh, more uh, more board exposure uh, for your projects, uh, though. What is the biggest challenge or what, uh, uh, what would make you much faster in achieving your digital goals? Maybe Axel can start.
1: Yeah, from the, from the customer side, I would say it's a change um, because uh, even our customers are relatively um, conservative and change management is not only uh, concerning your own employees. That's one of the aspects, but also your own customers. And I would even, um, because I see the wave coming, and I would I would um, appreciate if the some of the pressure from uh, from the market would be even higher uh, higher on us, which would help us internally to even gain more speed. And then the second, of course, money is of the issue in every business. We are family-owned business. We look at every dollar we spend, um, so we have to spend it very wisely. And of course, I would have like to have more playing money to try out things. But this is this is uh, currently, um, I would say, uh, not difficult. But we are going into a phase of uh, where the economy has to think um, very diligently where to spend the money, and uh, so do we. Um, but I think that's right at the end. So I have no big, big wish to how to further, um, um, I would say, pursue this. I'm I'm very proud of what what we achieved at Wacker as a Wacker digital team after two and a half years. It's a 10 years journey. I think we are reaching milestones now. And as uh, Dirk said, we are just a catalyst. And it's always when I meet a person in the lobby or in the restaurant or – or anywhere from Barker say oh, we're doing this now, and we're doing this now, and we try this, and it has something to do with digital, and then I see, okay, our work um, paid off.
2: Hmm. Oh, hardly, hardly anything to, to add to this. Uh, I think um, the one topic Axel mentioned I would like to highlight also from my perspective is as we now see some uh, economic, uh, let's say, turn, my dream, my wish would be that we really have achieved, um, um, let's say, a sustainable increase of our environment in terms of energy level around us. I mean, you you know, um, a catalyst work in the way that uh, they increase the energy level of the processes you put the catalyst in. And if you have uh, created a a stable condition, then you can revoke the catalyst and, and the environment stays on the higher level of energy. And uh, I hope that uh, with what we have achieved so far and, and the one, the topics Axel has mentioned, we have created um, a stable environment so that even uh, if the environment becomes more stormy now, uh, people still believe in uh, digitalization as part of the solution space. And uh, so this uh, would be then the, the ultimate goal uh, that we could have achieved till now in this two, two and a half years that we are down uh, the road.
0: I think that sounds especially attractive uh, now at these times to BMW employees, uh, uh, because it seems to be rough times ahead, especially there in the automotive uh, in the automotive industry. I, I, I
2: mean, we, we talk about Waka today, but what we what we shared as Turtle insight is really something that is is uh, applicable uh, across all industries. I mean, it's it is those um, uh, entrepreneurial thinking, those those strengths. Uh, is very much related to many mid-sized companies, mid-sized family-owned businesses here in Germany. If they, if they, I means those companies go back to their original strengths, they don't have to to uh, fear uh, any competition from any startup place because they are uh, by the nature of their business the startup themselves. And um, so, therefore, it's it's not something related and applicable for Wacker uh, like Axel and myself have um, shown during this podcast is really something
0: that could be taken as a kind of checklist uh, into other businesses as well. And maybe one last question from my side. Is there, is there an event upcoming where, where like potential uh, potential partners, potential people that want to look a little bit deeper into the digital ecosystem of VACA uh, can have a deep dive? Will you be at the DMX Go or will you have your own Wiesn, uh, Wiesn uh, event from Waka? No,
2: we don't have this this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, as we are B two B, um, I mean, this kind of market exposure is is not our let's say purpose or our target. Nevertheless, uh, um, we have um, some of the information we have shared. We put we have on our internet uh, side, which is uh, taking chances together. So, www.takingchancestogether.com. dot taking chances together in one word. dot uh, com. Uh, there you find a set of information. And the second part is, uh, but this is only by invitation only. That means uh, they either have to contact you, Axel, or myself. Um, we have um, introduced so-called after-work events, um, which takes place two times a quarter. Uh, and this is where we give uh, certain um, topic impulses to the organization. For example, like augmented reality, AI, last time new work. The next one will be in... In uh, I think three weeks round about about cybersecurity, and we have um, a couple of hundred participants uh, and sometimes also external guests that just uh, invoke what we are sharing there, and, and they are then also somehow become part of the ecosystem. And uh, Axel is also managing a group of CDOs in Munich, and maybe you can add something, Axel.
1: Yeah, we have a really interesting group of CDOs in Munich. We founded uh, a couple of years ago. Um, these are now 35 um, CDOs from all sizes of companies, mid and bigger companies, uh, Siemens, Osram, Wacker, uh, um, BMW, unfortunately not anymore. Um, but uh, we are meeting uh, every other month. Um, and by the way, also once at the Oktoberfest uh, and having exchange between our digital uh, leaders. And uh, this is very interesting because, as, as you can imagine with your podcast, you hear sometimes the same stories. And we can exchange that even in this case, even without the help of consultants or facilitators, uh, just amongst us. Very interesting. And also what I would like to mention, because perhaps some of our, of our employees are listening to this podcast, we have the digital weeks coming, which we had in uh, overseas. Uh, But now we will have them in September in Burghausen and in October in Munich. And there's a little fair, a little show of, um, uh, I would say, digital milestones and digital projects. And our employees can inform themselves about what's going on in the Wacker digital world. So, uh, uh, Wacker, we're not big enough to go out to digital um, trade shows or the uh, internet uh, uh, fairs and shows. Um, but we go to recruitment uh, fairs uh, to recruit people. Uh, so the alumna and the the um, absolvents and the uh, people who are now in there making the bachelors and the masters, they can inform themselves about Wacker at these events. Um, and they always, always, always can contact us on on LinkedIn or through through email and the internet.
0: Yeah, may- maybe we just put your email address at the show notes in the podcast, and then they can contact you uh, if there's some interested interested people. So that's from uh, from my side here. So it was like super entertaining, and interesting. So I have uh, a lot of things to uh, to think about uh, uh, now, and uh, um, I've I've really underestimated the momentum um, of the uh, um, of the uh, chemical uh, uh, industry. So lots of thanks uh, from my side here for being guests uh, on our on our podcast um, i hope the sound quality will, will be good enough but i'm pretty sure uh uh, uh we've managed that
3: yes thank you very much for having us thank you so much from my side as well it's really exciting to to learn the key challenges you have on on both the front end and, and on the operation side and also in your it architecture it's really uh, cool to see that on the b2b in the b2b sphere uh, so much digitization is taking place so Thanks so much for sharing the Wacker story in our podcast today.
2: And thanks also from my side. And uh, yeah, looking forward. Uh, we have more to share. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's more of a kind of greeting from the kitchen. Um, so <laughs> let's let's stay tuned.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, at the next episode, you will listen to um, Rupfer Vermeulen, the CEO of Boll.com, one of the Benelux leading marketplaces they are even able to compete with Amazon and in the podcast um, Rüpp will explain why this is the case and why there is no need for fear of Amazon in the Benelux market